0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, the Port of Long Beach, 100 years past, present, and future. Our guests tonight, Chief Harbor Engineer Al Moro, President of the Board of Harbor Commissioners Nick Schrammick, and Port Managing Director of Environmental Affairs and Planning Dr. Robert Kanner, all on Straight Talk tonight.
2: America, the land of freedom, is still the home. Of
0: Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. Uh, tonight we're focusing on the Port of Long Beach. This is a special edition of the show in connection with the port's 100th birthday, their centennial. Our first guest is uh, Chief Harbor Engineer uh, Al Morrow. Al, welcome to our show. Great pleasure to be here. Al's been with the port for 14 years and uh, since this is the centennial, that means 100 years ago, 1911 the port was created what was
2: this land before it was a port well that's a very interesting uh, question the uh, the land the port is man-made land and so actually the coastline if you're familiar with the city of Long Beach was back about where Ocean Boulevard is and over the hundred years what we did was we created land you filled we actually filled and, and there's a benefit there we when we dredge the mud to create deeper water so ships can come in, we use that mud and dredge material and create the landmass. So over 100 years, we continually just stepped the landmass farther, and farther out into the harbor. And now the port of Long Beach is uh, is a world-class port. I think
0: fifth or sixth largest in the world, out of dredge, out of out <laughs> of uh, former uh, former water area, out of dredge material. Talk about the ultimate <laughs> recycling effort.
2: <That's> right. <laughs> Well, give us a sense a bit of the history starting in uh, 1911. 1911. You mentioned our 100-year. Actually, 100 years ago yesterday, the first ship came in and delivered a load of uh, redwood lumber. Yeah. And in the early years, a lot of building materials came in. The, the metropolitan area of L.A. Uh, was was a booming area, so a lot of raw materials came in. A lot of manufacturing was occurring here on the on the U.S., and uh, and so the um, early cargo were were sailing ships and then steamers. Uh, cargo came in on pallets. A lot of uh, longshore muscle moved that cargo yeah. around. Uh, and over the years, the uh, the the trend shifted. We uh, we started importing a lot more of uh, assembled or refined products, commodities, and uh, and it changed. It was a very interesting evolution that occurred. The founding
0: fathers and the the municipal leaders at the time. Uh, must have had some vision that uh, uh, a port would be useful to the community but if they could fast forward and you could drop them in on what you guys have today they'd, they'd probably be
2: shocked absolutely uh, the uh, the vision uh, you can only look so far forward and yeah. i don't think anybody envisioned just how big the port was going to get well
0: you were good enough to bring a couple of photographs and uh, this first one is uh,
2: of the Iowa ship, which what brought the first load of something? That's exactly right. On June second, nineteen eleven, the first load of redwood lumber, two hundred eighty thousand board feet of redwood lumber, came in and uh, was delivered at uh, municipal municipal pier number one, uh, and that was the first ship. Wow! And then, of course, a major change in the industry was uh, the advent of containerization in around 1962. That's a major milestone and as I said the shift from uh, uh, from raw materials to more of commodities and in 62 the introduction of containerization. So before where cargo was unloaded on pallets with cranes that were on the ship the whole mode of transfer changed. All of a sudden the ships carried these boxes and the cranes were put on the wharf. So for an engineer it was a major difference because now we had to pick the cargo off of the ship
0: but that led to enormous efficiencies and Absolutely. cost savings and i understand that the union was very proactive in accepting this dramatic change that theoretically could put a lot of their workers and members out of work but there was a guarantee given that no one would lose their job and they and they worked with management in allowing containerization to
2: come in you're absolutely right in the beginning they were skeptical they 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 look at it they looked at it as a threat to their jobs but then they realized that different skills uh, could be used and that they had a very vital part in that and then they accepted it wholeheartedly
0: and then in 1967 uh, a bridge that we all go
2: over regularly today only half built there the Gerald Desmond Bridge <laughs> Yeah, the the, uh, the infrastructure that supports support a lot of people think of the vessels that come in, but doesn't do you any good to accept all that cargo if you don't have a way to distribute it. So roadways, bridges, infrastructure, that's a, a picture of the almost complete existing Gerald Desmond Bridge, built in 1967, a major arterial and and carries a tremendous amount of volume of trucks and cars uh, through the port. That's an interesting point. The infrastructure to support. Uh, uh,
0: access to the port, egress and leaving mm-hmm. uh, probably is more significant in dollar amount than the actual structure of the port. You need this whole thing, roads, highways, whatever, to get the stuff from the port to
2: wherever it's going. That's absolutely right, and and that's one of the advantages the Port of Long Beach has. We have uh, major arterials, freeways, rail. Uh, there's a, a great rail distribution system that takes cargo, northern and eastern to uh, other port, other areas in the country where all this cargo is going. And you need that infrastructure. As I said, if a ship comes in and you don't have a way to unload it within the terminal, that's number one, but then distribute it to the, uh, to the consumers. And finally, that Gerald Desmond
0: Bridge that we saw half-built in 1967, fast-forward now 45 years later, mm-hmm. that's ultimately going to be replaced by
2: and we'll hear more about it later of by a new bridge brand new bridge very exciting project we partnered with caltrans california department of transportation and a brand new bridge will be built the bridge will be higher it'll be wider uh... it'll be at a better grade for the trucks to to travel over the channel uh... we're really excited about that project Wonderful. well al moro it's a pleasure to meet you thank you for joining us on this
0: special edition of straight talk my pleasure thank you and we're back with our next guest, the president of the Board of Harbor Commissioners, Nick Schrammack, after these messages. Supported
3: by Edison International.
2: The Port of Long Beach is having a big birthday, 100 years to be exact, and the entire community is invited to help us celebrate this historic event on Saturday, June 25th. Free carnival rides, historic photo exhibits, first municipal band concert of the season, and the world premiere of the documentary, Faces of the Port. The Port of Long Beach's 100th birthday party. Make reservations and get details at polb.com slash birthday.
0: Welcome back. Joined now by the president of the Long Beach Board of Harbor Commissioners, Nick Schrammick. Nick, welcome back to Straight Talk.
4: Yeah, no, thank you. Our pleasure being back here.
0: We're talking about the big 100th anniversary celebration coming up and in the current issue of the Straight Talk magazine, we have a nice article about this exciting June 25th event. It's going to be a big party, people are invited and what's going to be happening. Well, Uh,
4: The celebration is is really going to be a a big thing this year because, you know, 100 years, how many places, you know, really do so well in 100 years? And and we've talked about that before, but we're going to be really celebrating the people, honoring the people really who have been part of the port and really who have made the port as great as it is. Uh, A lot of the dock workers, we're trying to get all the, the Previous, wow. current dock workers down there. We're inviting the public, um, everybody who who we can. Really, the, try the get port down has the touched
0: port. a lot of lives, uh, forgetting about the economic impacts elsewhere. But just people who have worked at the port oh. or have had something to do yeah, with I think,
4: it. Think about all the, the probably tens of thousands of people yeah. who've worked down there and the memories they have, and that's what we're looking for: is to share some of those memories. We're doing uh, a number of different things to share the memories. We're actually going to have uh, a number of boards there for people to share their memories. We're asking them to bring uh, stories, old photos, uh, even newspaper clippings if they have it.
0: uh, And you've been asking them uh, via the website to to share their recollections, and people are responding to that. And, of course, uh, your MC. Uh, Robert Wagner, the famous actor who narrated your special commemorative film.
4: It's exciting. Exciting! We'll have uh, Robert Wagner. We have a commemorative film. We'll be uh, actually premiering it twice during the ceremony, uh, during the birthday party that we're having. Uh, Actually, it's about 30 minutes long, and it really walks through a lot of the history. Plus, it has a number of the people who have been part
0: of the port in the past. So it's going to be just... Exciting. And of course, one of the treasures of Long Beach, the Long Beach Municipal Band, will be playing at your event. And ironically, they've been around a hundred years plus too, and they were there at the beginning of the port. Yeah. Yeah. When when the first ship came in
4: and they dedicated the docks, uh, the Long Beach Municipal Band was there. And and That's we had well, we had two things. We had politicians talking and we Some had,
0: things never change. Never
4: change. And we had the municipal band. Well, a hundred years later, we wow. have municipal
0: ban, and I'm sure we'll have politicians talking. So that can be no <laughs> doubt about that. And there's a carnival atmosphere. You have a Ferris wheel yeah. and other kind of rides, and oh, it's all free, right, it's,
4: Nick? it's it's all free. We're just having free a great, parking. Free parking. Uh, very easy to get to. Um, one of the things I did want to talk about was was we're going to have uh, a stack containers stacked. And we're going to have a number of pictures in there, probably hundreds of pictures in there for people to really look at, at the history of wow. the port. And as part of that, a lot of those pictures are actually in a book that we just are publishing nice. right now. And I wanted to present you with a copy of, of the book. Oh, thank you. It, it's really a pictorial history. It talks a lot about the history in there, but it's a pictorial and an explanation of a history of the wow. port. It's just a fantastic Richly photographed. Book. One thing we're doing with we really are excited about the book. We're donating many of those to the libraries throughout the city of Long Beach, so people can enjoy it. This is hot off the pre- I can smell the fresh press. printing. it has, yeah, it has it really not is. been distributed yet. That's look the at this beautiful cover
0: there. Uh, so if you've had uh, uh, an affiliation with the port, you can acquire a copy uh, of the book at the uh, at the birthday party. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, for and
4: this. it's easy. People for. I want to come down. It starts at 2.30 on June 25th, and you come down to Ocean and Pico. Just go over Ocean to Pico, and there will be signs leading people And there's a
0: map you can get. Uh, Go to the website we'll put up at the end of this segment, and you can download a map and get full information. Uh, Quickly, turning uh, to the economic news, I know last year was a great year, and this year, you still have growth, but not quite as strong as last year.
4: Well, yeah, last year was a tremendous year. We had about 25% growth, which is just unheard of in the industry. In the middle of a right recession. After the, at, right at the end of the recession. We really were strong at the end of the recession. This year, we've had modest growth, but actually very good growth. We've been around 10% month to month. So it's very promising for everything we've done, and it really looks good for the future. It, all of our projects and everything, and our finances are really strong. And right at now.
0: a time when private and public entities are shedding jobs uh, galore, it's nice to see an entity that yeah. is growing, and solid, and positive. And the one thing you can say for sure about the port, they are never going to outsource jobs. You you got to have people here to unload. Exactly. We have to have all the people
4: here. They're good jobs. We. We love the people here and that's part of the
0: celebration is celebrating those people. And I know we and we'll talk about in the next segment, Greenport and uh, with Dr. Canna, but the board which you represent is committed fully oh, to this Greenport. Ab-
4: absolutely. One of our our hundred percent commitments is continuing with all of our all of our Greenport policies. We have the Greenport policy and the cap, which is is uh, something we it's it's just part of our part of your part of DNA DNA now. What okay,
0: we do. stay with us. We'll be back uh, joined by Dr. Kanner, after these messages.
3: Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world.
0: Welcome back. Joined now by the Managing Director of Environmental Affairs and Planning, uh, Dr. Robert Canna. Bob, welcome back to our show. It's good to be back, Art. Thank you. You are in charge of uh, seeing that the port implements this green port policy, and I know we've talked about it before, but uh, uh, the, the port is committed to this.
1: Oh, absolutely. As, as Nick said earlier, um, this is in our blood Uh, we are not backing off even during when times were, were tough last year and the year before we didn't back off one bit matter of fact we progressed in all the areas of pollution reduction
0: and our port port of long beach is is cutting edge in this i mean this is a movement that's spreading through ports throughout the world really but we're cutting edge, are we not? We're really proud of that. I think we are the trendsetter. Um,
1: I've, I've gone around the world and spoke, and people are just scratching their head. How do how do you guys do that? Uh, because we're always, you know, taking on new challenges, coming up with solutions, testing technology, and really applying it to all areas: air air pollution,
0: water pollution, and so on. And uh, we're
1: proud of that. And Nick, I know Dr.
0: Kanna has an, an international reputation in his field. Oh, absolutely. But just to tell you, follow up on what, what
4: Bob just said, was, was every place you go now, people, uh, the ports, are realizing that they have to become green and start cleaning up pollution, clean up uh, what they do. And every place you go, they're asking you, how did you do that, did you do how'd it? you get it done, and, and we literally have, have
1: set the stage for everybody
4: else. And, of course,
0: the port's involved in a major capital expansion, a $4 billion campaign. Tell us about that.
1: Well, $4 billion over the next 10 years of, of very important infrastructure, as Al mentioned earlier, some of those big projects are to keep us modern, keep us competitive, and keep keep the jobs and the
0: economy going, uh, driven by the port. And one of the important components of that $4 billion capital cam- uh, st- effort is the replacement of the now 45-year-old or 47-year-old Gerald Desmond Bridge that we all drive over from time to time, and in place of that old bridge will be this. That's, what is the this? That this is the conceptual drawing
1: for the new bridge. It's going to be about a billion dollars to build, and with our partner Caltrans, we'll be beginning to construct, design and construct that the first of next year. Um, it's a very important link. It, the new bridge will be safe. It will be efficient. And
0: it'll be a wonder to see. And And, we'll have a bike lane. And we're committed to doing (laughs) a bike lane on that arc. Great. And that's just part of the capital campaign. You're redoing Middle
1: Harbor. Middle Harbor, again, close to a billion dollars of infrastructure. And all of these are are modernization that are going to move goods more efficiently, cleanly, and that'll keep us uh, very much uh, consistent with our Greenport policies.
0: And portside rail is part of the movement towards e- efficiency. Uh, this, this, this
4: Middle Harbor will have the largest on-dock rail wow. system of any
0: uh, terminal, actually, in the world. And when you have trains coming right up to the docks, that means no trucks... Which reduces traffic on our freeways. Less, less traffic,
1: less pollution, air pollution from the trucks. Yeah. So it's really, again, part of our Greenport policy and consistent with that. Wow.
0: And Pier S is also part of the program. What's going there? Pier S is one of our
1: last major pieces of land that have not been developed. Uh, we are doing an environmental document that will be out very soon uh, on that. And that, too, will be, again, uh, the greenest terminal, even in the Port of Long Beach. It'll be the greenest in the world when we're finished with that wow. with all the improvements to make it efficient. Oh,
4: one of the exciting things about it is, is we're, we're about, you know, uh, cleaning up the pollution and and uh, increasing infrastructure, doing infrastructure, but it's the jobs. This, Pier S could have as many as 40,000 wow. new jobs when it is complete. So that's what's really exciting. And that will here.
0: expand the... Uh, uh, Potential of the port for oh, business and size. Right. Yep. Well, I know that cold ironing, Dr. Canner, is uh, an important development. Cold ironing, just for the record, is allowing ships to use electricity to unload once they pull into a berth rather than burning low-cost, dirty sulfur-type Fuels. oil fuel, yeah. and that's a dramatic creates a dramatic air improvement. But it's costly. What are we doing about cold ironing?
1: Well, that, that is, it is costly, are we? We have to bring the electricity down to the water's edge, and the vessels have to be changed as well to plug into that electricity. The port alone is investing over $200 million to bring that electricity to the water's edge. Every vessel, it's going to cost from two to three and sometimes more to f- fit them so they can plug into one another. But once that's done, zero pollution
0: from burning of hydrocarbons. Wow. That's great. And by there's state regulations requiring that half of the ships conform by 2014. Right. Now, what's,
1: what's nice about the Port of Long Beach, we've had this in place already for a couple of years, and yes. it will be in place ahead of regulations. But once the regulations come into place, we'll be ready for the all
0: the terminals to have that. And just bottom line, we have a, just a minute left in the uh-huh. segment, Bob, but the port is committed to a substantial reduction in air pollution. Uh, just tell us the goals for... 2020, 2020. We want to get down 80% reduction in health risk associated with air pollution. That's an 80% reduction from, from the base year the, yeah, of 2006. 2006. That's correct. So even with the growth in traffic, you want to have air pollution down. 80%. 80%. Yeah. And we will get there.
4: Yeah. And, and the other thing that we're doing, just real quickly, is we have a program called Technology Advancement Programs, and it's seed money to any new idea to reduce pollution. and And... We're working with the Port of L.A. to, to look at any new technology best to even best do
1: better than 80%, hopefully. Wow. Well, we want to go to near zero or zero emissions from Well, pollution. that's
0: very impressive that even as traffic is increasing, as we heard, pollution is going down. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's a great accomplishment. Well, we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. <music>
2: More motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. So
0: bottom line, everybody is invited to the big party on Saturday, June 25th. Bring the family, there'll be food, entertainment. You heard some of the exciting activities. And just on a personal note, I think we're very fortunate to have a world-class port right in our community that is growing jobs at a time when jobs are becoming increasingly scarce and is a trend-setting uh, commitment to a green port and environmental uh, reduction of pollution. So I uh, want to thank uh, Nick Schrammick, uh, the president of the board, for again joining us. Thank you, Art. And for all of your work on behalf of the port. And again, Dr. Kanner, thank, thank you. you for minding the store and <laughs> seeing that the port implements these, these very dramatic policies. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us. Visit the port on June 25th. Join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
2: Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.